0: Welcome back to another episode of Medium Well with psychic Sharon Rose. Today, we're talking about embarrassing moments, not those funny, embarrassing moments that everybody tells stories of for years to come after they happen, but embarrassing moments that define your life, define you as a person, make you who you are. So let's listen to Sharon today as she shares with you important stories from her life that were embarrassing, but led her down to the path of where she is today. Let's get started.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Episode 62, you guys. Wow. We're actually moving right along here, and I'm loving it. Today, I want to talk to you about embarrassing moments. And I'm not really referring to the funny embarrassing moments. It's more the ones that tended to traumatize you. The ones that you might have had an embarrassing moment, but it stuck with you forever, and it created literally a personality adjustment or change. For example, I can remember uh, a for a funny moment would be something like you're at a deli and you think that the tray that's sitting out is actually free samples, Uh so you try a couple of them and you re- you just realize that oops that was a returning. A customer had just had their deli meal and they just put their empty plate with the leftovers on the counter and, uh, oops, you decided to try it thinking it was free samples. Not like that. I'm not talking about that kind of, because that's kind of funny, actually. I'm talking about when you're traumatized. And I want to tell you a story um, because sometimes we have embarrassing moments that stay with us forever and they can literally adjust who we become. Now, before we go any further, I want to remind you I'm going to be pulling an oracle card at the end of this session, so hang in there, okay? Listen up. Um so I want to tell you a story of something that happened to me when I was 16 years old. Now, 16-year-old girls are already quite sensitive about the way their hair looks, they're sensitive about the way their um their clothes look, they're sensitive about how they present, what they sound like, what they look like. They're very sensitive. I mean, we're 16-year-old girls, right? So The experience that I had was truly, to be honestly, the most embarrassing moment. And it was not just one moment. It was a culmination of moments that came after the the main event. So let me fill you in here. When I was 16 years old in the summer, I ran for Rodeo Queen for our club in northern BC. And there was, I don't know, eight or ten other cowgirls, young cowgirls, that rode Canna and did various things with rodeo that uh, ran as well. And we were all competing against each other. And you know what, some of these girls were amazing horsewomen. I mean, they were brilliant horsewomen. But it wasn't just a horsemanship that actually was what they judged you on. They actually judged you on your poise, your ability to speak to the public, your horses grooming, the care of the horses tack, all of that kind of stuff. And when I so I just was doing it for fun because I thought it would be a hoot, but I did it. It was really fun. And and it was it was in I was in the competition. And when they announced the winners, they said my name. Um, They first of all, they said the princesses and my name wasn't there. So I thought, oh, well, it was fun. Then they said my name, the queen. Rodeo queen. And I was stunned, shocked, couldn't believe it. Good things were not. I wasn't the kind of girl good things happen to think not things like this. I mean, I didn't come from a place where I believed in myself. I didn't have great self-esteem. I just, so when they said my name, I, one of the other girls just Sharon, Sharon, that's you. It's you. And I was like, Oh crap. I won. What? I won. I'm rodeo queen and now I'm embarrassed. Cause I was always a little bit shy too. And I'm, I'm like, Oh my God. But I'm thrilled because I'm like, Oh my God, I won. And it was really an exhilarating day. And that particular day was really hilarious because we, we ran a few events after that, like in the rodeo grounds. And, and I can remember <laughs> a funny embarrassment that happened from there um, was I went I ran the barrels with my horse, who was really, really fast. And we did set a fast time that day. But on my way home from the last barrel running on my horse, running to the, to the end line, my, I split my pants. And now that was embarrassing, funny, because you always got an extra pair of pants. If you're any kind of cowgirl somewhere, you got a pair of jeans, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. And I had another pair, which was fine. So embarrassing, maybe a little, but not a big, big deal. I mean, I was the rodeo queen. How could I be too embarrassed about that? Anyway, so as the summer's progressing... I'm working in the restaurant with my family, my family restaurant, and I've got a girlfriend who has just gotten herself a horse. And this horse, she couldn't, it wasn't a big horse, it was just kind of a pony, but it was a a beautiful little horse. And she couldn't get the horse to stop rearing when she would ride. The horse would rear and rear up her front legs. And she was afraid she was going to fall off because she was still learning how to ride herself. So she asked me one day if I could help her out with her horse. And I knew what to do because I had been riding horses for a few years, and we had horses that were mischievous too. And so I knew what to do. So we went out, and we—I actually helped her get her horse past and beyond this point of rearing. The horse never did rear again, by the way. And we had a small paddock that we kept our horses in. And so the ones we were riding, we would bring and let loose in the paddock, and the others were already loose in the paddock that weren't, you know, running. They had a water trough there. They had grass, and they had hay bales, and you know, whatnot. And so when I was taking my horse, because I had my horse out the same day I helped her with her horse, we both went riding together. And when I came back, I had the tack off my horse, the saddle off and whatnot, and my horse used a hackamore. And I didn't take the hackamore off my horse. I thought, you know what, I'm going to be a little lazy today and I'm going to get my horse to ride me across the field to the the water trough because I needed to fill the water trough. And I stayed on my horse going across the paddock and the, that was a big mistake. And I knew better. It was a mistake. When your horse is tired and wants to just get you off its back, it's a hot day. It wants to roll and it wants to eat. And the other horses are loose in the paddock. You're kind of looking for a little bit of trouble. And sure as heck, my horse started to buck to try to get rid of me. And I've been bucked off lots of horses now. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I'm not the queen rider here, but I was a rodeo queen at this point. Remember that? And my horse, when he started to buck, it surprised me and I put my feet up on his neck and I slid down his neck and my foot got hung up in his hackamore. There's a bar under their chin, the hack has. And it spooked, of course, that scared my horse. I hit the ground, my leg is up in the air, hooked up in his hackamore and my horse drug me across the field until the hack bar broke. And when the hack bar broke, there I was, totally unconscious and unaware of the world at bliss. My girlfriend had seen all this happen and was absolutely freaking out. She was having the worst time. She came running over to me, apparently. Now now I'm telling you what happened that I don't know about. And I was a bloody mess. My face, my head, everything was a bloody mess. And she ran. She ran to my... uh, There was a couple of gentlemen that came by and they came by and they came and looked at me and they picked me up and put me in their truck and my dad, meanwhile, ran all the way down to the paddock. And the next thing I knew, now, I don't know what's going on here. I don't remember anybody. I kind of came in and out of places. And I remember um, going to the hospital. Uh, I remember being in the car and the back seat, laying down and hearing my parents talk. I was kind of coming in and out, in and out. And the next thing I remember, I was in the operating room and somebody was holding my hand and and I heard this voice say, wow, you've got quite a grip. And I was like, and it was a male voice. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, then I'm out of it again, to it again, out of it again. Now when I came to ultimately came to and realized what had happened, I'd gotten bucked off my horse and I'd gotten hurt. I was in the hospital. I had bandages on my face. I was all stitched up. I had split my face from my nose. All the way down to my chin my horse had knocked out four of my teeth and it was through i i believe and it's believed it was a kick i got kicked in the side of my face and my teeth were knocked out and my face was split open and i'm a 16 year old girl i look horrendous that one whole side of my face is swollen completely across you can't even see that it's a face and this was in august now, it was going to take several weeks for this all to heal. And I remember now there are some people that just take advantage of others when they're hurting. And you know these people. You've got them in your world. I had them in mine, too. And we owned a restaurant when I was growing up. And I, it was a small town restaurant. And I walked into the back door of the restaurant. And one of the cooks, who never liked me anyways, was just never, ever liked me. She said, oh, my God, I didn't recognize you. You just look terrible. I thought you were some kind of a, a demon. And she was just being horrible. And I was wanted to crawl under a rock and cry. And then, of course, the teasing starts. Hey, I thought you could ride a horse. Hey, I thought you were a rodeo queen. Hey, I thought you were. So here I am, embarrassed. I am so, so embarrassed because I'm 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 literally being I'm literally traumatized by the fact that I look like I do. It turned out that the young man that was holding my hand, the, the voice, the male voice in the hospital was a Really handsome doctor. I'm a 16 year old girl. I can't even smile. I didn't at that point in time know what I looked like. I hadn't seen myself in a mirror, but I remember just his voice saying. And then he came into my room to check on me at some point before I left the hospital, and and he said, "It's good to see you're doing well. I'm glad." He said, "You had quite a quite a tumble," and I said, "Thank you." And yada yada yada. But I still couldn't talk very good. My mouth was fully swollen, and I was a mess. Anyway, so I didn't know I looked as bad as I did. When I did finally get to see myself in a mirror, I was mortified, absolutely mortified because school was going to be starting in like a week and I had to go back to school and I was going to be meeting up with all these people because I went to school in a different community with all these people who had not known about my accident and I was going to show up there and I'm a 16-year-old girl. You want your first day of school to be, you want to look a little sexy and you want to be cute and you want your hair to look good and... And I've got a smashed up face, and I'm like, "Oh no, And I actually got the name Queenie that year. Everybody started calling me Queenie, which really some of my friends i gotta give it. some of my friends rallied for me in a huge humongous way um but i it was that was truly the most embarrassing moment of my life was presenting myself, going moving forward in my life as a rodeo queen, a 16 year old girl, not a bad looking little thing. And then having to show up for my, that, that year. And I believe it was grade 10 or grade 11. And I was, I was, uh, I was a mess. My face looked terrible. And I mean, there's all these guys that you think are so cute and you're not, you just walk with your head down, down the hallway and Oh, it was just the worst. Then I remember, of course, uh, those four teeth that got knocked out, they couldn't do anything about anything replacing them or anything like that until my gums healed. And my gums couldn't heal until the bone fragments that had been smashed inside my face were coming through. The Bone fragments came through for actually a couple of years after that accident. And I remember going for a burger with my girlfriend and I had just gotten the teeth. I had just gotten these new teeth and we decided to go for a burger in this town the restaurant and i couldn't eat with these things in my mouth that i was like oh my god this it's like having this huge appliance in your face i couldn't and, and i was so hungry and i wanted to eat my burger so i took my teeth out and wrapped them in a napkin and said i'm gonna eat it without my teeth in and she just started laughing i was embarrassed but i didn't care but it was traumatizing and it, i became i was very very fortunate that i had an amazing surgeon and who stitched up my face and I healed very, very well. Of course, there's still always the issue of the teeth, right? And having to get those replaced and always you know, having that whole issue go on. So that was traumatizing as well because I probably went a little further even into my shell. But in the ultimate end of it all, I came out of my shell more because there were people that were mean. And I was finding that there was girlfriends of mine and, and male friends of mine that would stand up for me when somebody would tease me because I looked so terrible for that period of time. And they would stand up for me. And uh, I realized I had some really good friends and I learned how to stand up for myself and I learned how to take care of myself. But the trauma and the embarrassment was amazing. Now, this is nothing like the uh, <laughs> the time that my husband and I decided to sit in the steam room. We have a steam room here at our home and, and we decided to sit in the steam room and we like to use oils, essential oils and carrier oils, to um, just help our pores open up and do some detox, et cetera. And my husband grabbed an oil out of the cupboard because we didn't actually have one down at the steam room at that point, And I wasn't down there yet. And as I got, but when I went down, he was already in the steam room and I got down there and the closer I get to the steam room, the closer I get, the more I can smell garlic. And I'm thinking, what the heck? And I opened the door and this waft of garlic just hit me. My husband was sitting there completely thrilled, absolutely covered in garlic oil. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Now that was probably more his most embarrassing moment. <laughs> maybe maybe it wouldn't be if I wouldn't tell everybody about it. Eh? But sometimes embarrassing moments help teach you a lesson. Sometimes it helps show you're, maybe you're too sensitive. Maybe you're being a little bit too... Uh, maybe you're a little too sensitive and you get embarrassed way too easily, or it could create trauma for you or it could come from an experience that is traumatizing. And we always have a choice through all of those things. We always have a choice to be able to grow and to be able to make different choices and to be able to have more fun. But that was my most embarrassing moment. And I'd love to hear what your most embarrassing moment was. Um, I mean, you know, when you're holding a position as something and you're presenting yourself as someone, you don't want to come across as a fake or a phony. And I came across or felt I came across, I changed it later on. I, my thought pattern changed, but I initially came across feeling like a phony queen, a phony rider, a phony cowgirl, a phony person, because I, I got bucked off my horse, but you know what? There was a couple of weeks after that, there was another gal that got hurt on her horse, similar situation, but She got kicked also in the side of the head, four inches from where I was, and she never ever recovered. Four inches from, I got kicked in the face, mouth, cheek, she got kicked in the side of her head, and it created brain damage, and she never ever recovered. So I was very fortunate when that happened. I realized how fortunate I was. I also realized at that point that my life was worth living. No matter what I was going through, my life was worth living and to give it everything I had. So... If you want to share your most embarrassing moment, feel free to write me, Sharon at SharonRose.com. In the meantime, check out the website, SharonRose.com, and uh, see if there's any services there you'd like to take advantage of. And uh, don't be afraid to listen up to some of the other episodes on this podcast because there's some other good episodes that you might enjoy. Here is the card I picked, and I picked it from Daily Affirmations. And the card is, I'm excited to share the things I no longer love or need with people who love or need them more. And this actually lends itself to speaking about um, maybe you have clothes that you no longer need or food that you feel like you could share with people. We're in a food deprived sort of setting right now in the world. And um, people are, are, are you know, trying to, to make their lives comfortable and they're trying to have enough to eat and be able to make their rents and their mortgages and uh, keep their jobs and work hard. And so that's a good card for now. So let me read it again. I'm excited to share the things I no longer love or need with people who will love or need them more. Now, if you haven't listened up to episode 61 winning, you have to have a ticket to win the lottery to listen up to that. There's a competition going on there where you could win a reading, but you have to listen to the episode to find out how, okay? thank you for listening in. It's been fun. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you, um, sharing my podcast and, uh, Oh, by the way, we're also on YouTube now go over there, check it out, subscribe, hit the notification bell and get yourself over there on YouTube. Okay. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchen.ca or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.